There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, thank you for tuning in again this Monday to the podcast. We have a lot of announcements to make, several things that we'd like to discuss before we begin Psalm 17 again. And let me just say on the outset, we've had a lot of downloads in the last week, and we're thankful for new listeners, thankful for those that tune in, uh, whether it be friends, whether it be enemies. You'd be amazed how many people will download and listen because they're trying to find fault with. And uh, we don't really concern ourselves with that. I don't mind somebody finding fault with me. If there's a fault, it's pretty glaring. It's pretty obvious. You just ask the Lord to help me. Uh, but what we're interested in is for those that are being edified by the Word of God, those maybe searching for God, those seeking the things of God, and those are the folks that we're looking for, the folks that we are longing to uh, hear from. And so we certainly are thankful for each of you that listen. We had a big day last week. Last Friday, we had almost 100 downloads of different podcasts. Uh, that was our largest download day to date. And then, the, of course, on Sunday, it's balanced out with three downloads on Sunday, but that's part of the podcasting game. I decided not to do video podcasts. decided to just do audio. I didn't want somebody to have to sit and stare at me for 15 minutes. And uh, really, this podcast is designed for those of you that are listening, those of you riding in your car. Uh, I thought of the commuter. I know that when I first got saved, I cut my teeth, listened to cassette tapes of preaching. If a message was about an hour long, I could listen to half on the way to work, 32 minutes, and the other half on the way home, which is 26 minutes because of routing on I-81 and having to go on and off of different exits, but right about an hour. And so I was thankful for those cassettes. I was thankful. I learned so many things from men of God preaching on cassette tape and later on then on CD. And listened to a lot of preaching in my time, listened to a lot of uh, good preaching in my days. And I said, you know, I'd like to just have a podcast that folks can listen on the way to work, the way home from work, uh, maybe on the way dropping children off at school, uh, that folks can listen. And then also for the family that's at home. And I thought of my own family. One of these days soon, my wife would be homeschooling our children. And I thought, what a great devotional. Uh, to have a preacher come and to preach to the family, 15 minutes. Uh, we have Christian radio where we're at every morning. Uh, I can listen to Oliver Green. If I wait a little bit, I can listen to Lester Roloff on Saturday mornings. We have our dear brother down in Henderson, North Carolina, who's still alive today. Uh, at 8 o'clock every morning as I'm cooking breakfast, I usually hear Perry F. Rockwood. And of course, he's deceased now. He's with the Lord, but he was out of Canada. And so we thank the Lord for Brother, brother Rockwood. His ministry still goes on. And so I thought, you know, I'd just like to do a devotional. And uh, mothers can gather the children, and if, if she's not able to prepare something for them, maybe they just tune into the podcast and have the children listen to the Word of God. And so we want to do this for those that are able to hear, those that are willing to listen. We're in a day, a dear brother contacted me this week. He'd not listened to the podcast, but listened to messages of ours on onesoulofthetime.net. 
And he said, brother, I'm going to listen to your podcast. What do you recommend uh, we start? And I said, well, brother, why don't you start in Psalm 17 with us? That's kind of fresh. That's new. And I said, why don't you just uh, listen to Psalm 17? He contacted me later and was so thankful for the word of God being preached. And this is a man that didn't feign that. He was very sincere in those things. And he just said, brother, we're in a day when people don't want knowledge. They're not looking for edification from the word of God. And so he thanked us for the podcast. He promised to tune back in again. And so I hope that folks are willing to listen, willing to hear the word of God. When I first got saved, it wasn't just cassette tapes and CDs, but I went to meetings. And I went not just to my own church, but if somebody advertised a special meeting, then I would go to that meeting and I would travel to that church. And I remember many years ago, somebody invited me to the camp meeting over in uh, over the mountain in Thurmont, Maryland, the Mason-Dixon camp meeting. And I mean, I guess close to 20 years now. If we are home in the month of May, we try to go at least one or two services, the Mason-Dixon camp meeting. And I remember when I first got saved there in Hagerstown and at the Mountain View tent meeting and oh, how God used that in my life. And even this past fall, I had a day off and just one day that I could go, but I was able to go to the Mountain View tent meeting for old time's sake. And I traveled to conferences out to Indiana, the conferences down to Georgia for camp meeting and had to the meeting in the mountains down in West Virginia, head down to any, anywhere I could go and hear preaching the word of God, I take my vacation time. Listen, I'm not boasting, just giving God the glory, but I would take my vacation time and I'd be around the word of God. And I would take off two weeks. I'd take off the big meeting in the mountain down in Flatwoods, West Virginia, and go down there and listen to the preaching. By the way, there's some men I met in those days some 20 years ago that I still stay in contact with today. Uh, made some friends down there, lifelong friends, and others have gone a different path. Others have gone the way of the world. I certainly am thankful for those men that have stood this stuff. And then I take another vacation week. I take the week off our own tent meeting there at the home church in Hagerstown. And I try to do anything I could. And I remember out there picking up trash and out there cutting the grass and out there making sure the chairs are lined up and vacuuming the platform and trying to get cold water and anything I could do to try to help the meeting. And I love to be around preaching, love the word of God. And now we're in a day when men don't want that. Pastors tell me, brother, I can't keep, get people to come to a two-day revival, even a three-day revival. And yet I found some places where folks will come for a two-week revival. Why? Because they're hungering and thirsting after the things of God. Their desire is for the word of God. Hey, let folks think you're strange by love and preaching. Let folks think you're weird for love and preaching, but you fall in love with the word of God. You fall in love with the preaching of the word of God. Please the Lord to the foolishness of preaching to save them that will believe. God honors the preaching of the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He challenged young Timothy with that great statement. I've used it many times, even on this podcast, when he said, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And by the way, we are in that day when men will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That's the day that we're in. And so preach the word of God. Fall in love with the word of God. Put your children under the word of God in the preaching in the house of God. Now, I've taken up a lot of time going on about that. That's just a little exhortation. Try to be a blessing. Try to be, I go places, yet the pastor will invite everybody under the sun and only a couple of his people will show up. Other pastors won't come. It's amazing how people talk about revival. And uh, boy, I, I, tell you, I just stirred a bee in my own bonnet. Amen. Pastors talk about revival, but yet they don't encourage their people to go where preaching is. I guess they feel if revival is going to come, it's only going to come through them or come through their church or come through their evangelists or come through their special singers. But listen, I, I fall in love with the word of God, fall in love with the preaching of the word of God. And I know that's an old thing. That's an old fashioned thing. You don't see that much today, but it's not about who's preached. It's about the word of God is being preached. 
And pastor said, I can't get people to come for two or three days. Well, you get them in love with Jesus Christ, and they'll come for more than two or three days. You get people in love with the Word of God, the preach of the Word of God, you'll get them to come for two, three weeks. That won't be a problem. Listen, they'll make great sacrifices to be around the Word of God. And so we're in a day when men don't want to hear preaching. On that note, let me just go ahead and say this while we're here. April the 4th, that's a Monday night at 7 o'clock p.m., 70 Back Hollow Road in Blaine, Pennsylvania. That's the Manasseh Community Baptist Church. Pastor Richard Black Jr. is the pastor there. Oddly enough, that's the home church where my wife and I are members and the church that we attend when we're home in Blaine, Pennsylvania. We're having a King James Bible Conference. We're having that with Pastor John Asquith uh, out of Black Creek, New York. He's the pastor of the Black Creek Baptist Church. And we want to invite you to attend. That's going to be Monday the 4th, Tuesday the 5th. Now, Wednesday the 6th, if you're a member there at the church or you don't have church Wednesday night, you'd be welcome to come. But if you have your home church, we certainly would want you to go to your home church and attend services. So let's at least promote on the broadcast the 4th and the 5th of April at the Manasseh Community Baptist Church. Would you pray about that? Would you take that to the Lord? Lord, would you have me to go? Would you have me to make that sacrifice to attend the conference? Brother John is a very skilled preacher. Now, the Word of God has been preaching, I guess, for over 35 years. Uh, matter of fact, if I really thought about it, I'd say he's been preaching almost 40 years now. Been pastoring in Black Creek, as far as I know, for the last about 16 years, 17 years. And uh, the Lord's done marvelous things there. And so would you consider attending the special preaching at the Black Creek Baptist Church? Now, listen, I've used up almost all of my time in exhortation. I've used up almost all of my time to share the announcements with you, but we do want to encourage you to come. And let me just go ahead and say this, since I'm using up time, let me tell you some things that God has done in the house of God. There's some things he tells us in the word of God that he has done through the house of God. Hebrews 10, 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. So he didn't say assemble less. He said so much the more. We ought to assemble ourselves together more than we've ever assembled ourselves together in this day in which we're in. Why? Because we see the day approaching. What is that? It's that great day of Jesus Christ, the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the day that we see approaching. How much more ought we to assemble ourselves together in the house of God? So much the more. Now, he said the manner of some is they forsake the assembly. They will not assemble themselves together. But let's look at this and back up where the word of God tells us this in verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And then he says here, and this is a complete sentence, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. One solid sentence. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, where? When we assemble ourselves together. Let, let us prove that we have something when we assemble ourselves together at the house of God, at the assembly, the calling of the body together. And then he says in verse 24, part of the same sentence, 
And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So people say, oftentimes, that the preaching provoked me. Well, that's a good thing. Provoking unto love and unto good works, or to good works. Why? We need to be provoked. We need the provocation to do what's right. We need the provocation to stir in us the thing that is good, the thing that is holy, the thing that is just. Where do we do that? At the house of God. So how do we do that? We call the assembly together. Now, our church sign, as far as I know, it has not changed. It will tell you at 9.30 a.m. we have Sunday school. Now, we do have a children's class. We have a lady in the church that teaches our children. We thank God for her. Then we have the catch-all. That's all the people that don't qualify for the children's class. And our pastor normally teaches that. If we have a special guest preacher in, he will teach the Sunday school class for the adults. They call it the adult class. We have young people there. We have teenagers there. And then we have little children there that are too young to go to the Sunday school class. And they assemble themselves because the sign says 930. Now at 1030, according to the sign, we assemble ourselves for what we call morning worship. Now, what does that mean? We gather together as an assembly, and we worship together as a body of believers. Now, some forsake the assembly of the Sunday school. They feel it's unimportant. Some have a once-a-week uh, Sunday or Sunday program that they participate in called morning worship. But then Sunday night, our sign says 6 p.m., and 6 p.m., is the time we assemble ourselves for the evening worship, and we come together for a time of song, a time of testimony, a time of Bible reading, exhortation from the Word of God called preaching, and we assemble ourselves according to the pattern that our church has established over the years. Now, 7 o'clock on Wednesday night, we have prayer and Bible study. I don't know exactly what the sign says. I don't read the sign anymore now that I'm a member. I go by, and, and the sign is just there, but I believe it says prayer and Bible study. It may say prayer meet. It may say Bible study. I have to check on that next time I go to the house of God. Uh, but we assemble ourselves for a time of Bible study. The pastor or the visiting preacher preaches. And then we have a time of prayer request and a time of season of prayer when the church assembles together. Now, that's our normal assembly. Some, that's too much for. Some, that's too much to call. for. The, and that's not about any church. I'm not targeting our church or people. No, no, about any church you go to, that would be too much for some people. They have a once a week uh, time of assembly. They have a twice a week. But our church as a body has chosen that time to assemble together. And those times... On Sunday morning, again on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Now, here's a question. Of the people that attend all four of those services regularly throughout the week, or the person that maybe comes on Sunday night, or maybe just comes to Sunday school, or maybe they just come to the morning worship. Now, if that's a pattern within them, which of those do you believe is going to grow in the knowledge and the grace and understanding of Jesus Christ? Might I say to you, it's that person that is going to assemble themselves when God calls that assembly through that body. God is going to grow that person. Why? Because there's going to be more provocation to love, more provocation to good works. Let us draw near with a true heart. Their heart is going to be challenged to draw near to Jesus Christ. And so that assembly is called. They draw near to Jesus Christ. Why? Because they've assembled themselves together. Now, let's throw in something really strange. Let's throw in the idea of the assembly outside the normal bounds. Let's throw the idea of the assembly outside that normal calling. 
We call it revival, Bible conference, special services, whatever you want to label it. We had one place recently, they called it chapel, and it freed the church up to kind of do what they wanted to do. The pastor and I agreed, six o'clock each night, we'll have chapel service. We had chapel services. And no matter what the call was, it wasn't a calling of the assembly. It was the call for those that wanted to be there. We started off the first week, probably 50 people each night. It dwindled down a little bit. Some folks uh, got weary in that, and it became very long in the in the 12 days that we assembled ourselves without fail. And what a wonderful Savior to allow us to assemble those 12 days. Now, who do you think grew the most out of those people that were assembled? Those that maybe showed up once or didn't show up at all, or those that came to every service and came to chapel and came to revival and came to Bible conference, those that assembled themselves under the Word of God, those that met with the Word of God, they drew near with a true, true heart, with full assurance of faith. They held the profession of their faith without wavering, and then they considered one another to provoke and to love unto good works. I'll tell you what the Lord has done. He's called us to assemble ourselves even more in this day and in this hour in which we're in. I've said all that on a whim. I've said that I believe with unction. I believe the Lord has anointed my lips to say some things. And if I said things out of sorts, you can rest assured that wasn't the Lord. That was the frailties of my flesh and the frailties of Tim McVeigh. But we need to assemble ourselves together so much the more as you see the day approaching. Again, I do want to invite you not only to our special services, but throughout the year, we're going to name other special services in the region, in the area here in Pennsylvania. And I know some of you listen in other places. Listen, pastors, uh, lay people alike. If you have special services in your church, I don't care if it's in South Carolina, down the tip of Florida, or up in Maine. You just let us know. We'll put on the podcast. You never know. Somebody might say, you know what? I need to be a part of that assembly. I need to assemble with that crowd. I need to join up while I can be provoked unto love and unto good work. Tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll be in Psalm 17 on the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church. 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption for tonight. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.